That and uh, when he said the the limit is the roof or the limit is the ceiling. Who Jordan said that? Yeah, like he said the ceiling is the roof. Yeah, the, the ceiling is. I was like, <laughs> he said that in in the MVP speech. I mean, in the Hall of Fame speech. No, nah, nah. he's at North Carolina. Like yeah. Thing. Giving a motivational speech for them boys. I was like, yeesh. <laughs> Who wrote that? There's <laughs> some nigga in the crowd like, facts! <laughs> Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rap. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. I'm the streets voice out west, legendary self-made progress. Last time that I checked, first you get the money, the respect, and the power in the hoes come next. Next, next, right round, out of bounds, 40 cal, 30 rounds. You make it from nothing, such a wonderful feeling. My clothes expensive, my hoes pimping. Start to lose friends when they notice you winning. They see that we winning. Start to lose friends when they notice you winning. They see that we winning. My nigga, this is dedication. Yeah, it's your boy Tate. Shell's here. Hey, it's your boy Nibs. Oh my goodness. That's how you came in? How? He forgot it was April? You said in April you'd be back. You realize that we have like 18 more days in April, right? Yeah, how many more podcast days? Hopefully two. Well... Okay, we'll see. Oh my gosh, I'm disappointed. Not gonna lie, we all are. <laughs> <laughs> we were rooting for you. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're checking into another episode of Good Call the Podcast, aka G Go to Pod, and we have a list of things to go through today. And without further ado, I'm gonna swing to the boy Nibs. Hello, everyone. Again, it's your boy Nibs. Uh, today is National Pet Day. First and foremost, I think that's super important. Do you guys want to talk about your pets at all before we proceed? Sheldon, go ahead. No, I do not. Yo, that's disrespectful to your pet, bro. First of all, they're not really my pets. So, do you love them? No. Yikes. (laughs) Moving on. All right. Uh, In other news, uh, Nipsey Hussle was laid to rest today in the Staples Center. Um, a huge, huge ceremony um, that was, I guess, more like a party than a you know a somber type of atmosphere. Um, Stevie Wonder performed and delivered a message about um, hope, a hopeful um, change in gun reform in this country. Uh, President Obama uh, wrote a letter honoring uh, Nip. Uh, James Harden was in the building. Demar Derozan. Um, YG was there as well. Snoop Dogg gave some powerful words. So, um, all in all, it was a great session. Um, and then his, you know, his lady Lauren London and his mother also delivered some words. And you know, those were very touching for the people that uh, that that saw it. I think TMZ had a stream. I think BET also had a stream. Um, so, you know, a lot of people were locked in today. I actually didn't watch it live, um, but I did catch some coverage of it afterwards and just kind of saw, um, you know, the impact that that event had on people. And you just kind of hearing the words and just over the past, I guess, week, week and a half, learning more and more about the impact that this young man had on the world, which, 
Uh, I'll be honest, I had no idea. Um, so, yeah, what you guys think about that? Did BT show commercials during this? Because if, if it was like an emotional moment and then these motherfuckers just swung to a Popeye's ad, I just need to know that that didn't happen. I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure they did. I mean, they got to pay the bills. Blackpeoplemeet.com, you know, um, <laughs> that dude from that random college that does, that's not accredited telling you to get off the couch and do something with your life. I'm sure the sad thing is, on. like, he, it is effective. I, I, I do feel like that I should be doing something. <laughs> and then I just tell myself that I do have degrees already. But I, I like the sentiment. Anyway, um, all jokes aside, um, yeah, I know. I didn't watch Nipsey today. Um, I did not watch Nipsey today. And until his, you know, his death, I didn't know much about him either. Obviously, a little tiny smidge of the music but I had no idea that the dude was in the community like that. Um, but, I mean, it just proves that there's no shortage of ignorance in this planet. Um, and niggas go nigga. It's just, you know, people can conspiracy theory all they want with this one, but I'm not, not, I'm not going to buy it on this case. Um, we can't, we just can't overlook, you know, the power of, of, of black ignorance in our community. Dude trying to do, do what's right for the community entrepreneurial you know even from the music standpoint he was independent for a long time just out there hustling selling selling music out of his out of his truck just grinding out there on the west coast and then you know you know got got his got a good woman behind him got kids just trying to live the right way and then just some senseless act of uh of, of violence so it's pretty crummy I, I wish i knew i wish i knew more about the dude before he passed but you know Art lasts forever, so I've been doing some 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 little bit of homework on them, watching some interviews and and, and listening to the music. So I'm gonna get there. Um, but rest in peace to the kid, and shout out to the to the fam. I'll tell you that Nipsey is more of a psychologist mm. and kind of a you know a thinker that way. What's happening is that there's a technological evolution that's ahead of the passion evolution or the, the spiritual evolution which is the new age movement the vegan movement all these uh -huh. things trying to catch up to the technology because uh -huh. we got nuclear bombs and everybody's armed and we can commit planetary suicide so what has to balance that is the culture and that's why drake is the biggest i think and the love is the movement you no know, i pay attention i'm a student of success and just like boss moves and i pay attention so you don't got to tell me directly the whole concept of, the, of my brand is the marathon. So I got ah. a project called the marathon, and then I got my store is called the marathon. You know I love that. Yeah, my man. Ev my, what, every fucking word out of my mouth is marathon over sprint. Yeah, that's everybody's right. running sprints. I, you know, doing what he did, I have the ultimate respect for him. I mean, coming from where I came from, um, you know, I don't think it's nearly as difficult of a situation where he came from. But, you know, I'm definitely not going back to my neighborhood that I grew up in and, you know, opening up a business and, you know, just being present there, you know, and so accessible for hours at a time. Like, I'll roll through there, you know, and say what's up to somebody, but I'm not hanging out. I'm definitely not hanging out. So, you know, shout out to him for reinvesting in the community and being there and showing the youth that, you know, there's more for them to do and, you know, there's other ways to get out. Um you know, but it's it's just super tragic and unfortunate that, you know, his life had to end that way. Facts. But you also can't let one dumb nigga like stop the culture from 
going back to their hood and doing what Nip Nip was doing. This is somewhat of an isolated incident. You know, Nip Nip had hella respect no matter where he where he went. Obviously, that nigga was banging Crip, but you know he got respect on both sides. So this you probably would never have guessed that this would have happened to him, especially in his own hood. But you know, I, I hope that we get some copycats as far as the entrepreneurship grind and and, and reinvesting in the community um, coming from this. But I don't know. I mean. I'm gonna go out of limb and, and and assume that Shells wasn't really privy to Nipsey Hussle's uh, discography here. But uh, I mean, I wasn't, but I've you know I've heard a thing or two. Um, but just a really good guy um, from everything that I could tell. Um, overall, I think what I respected the most about him is just that he was so willing to empower uh, our people and enlighten the minds of of everyone. And so, I mean, that you can't get enough of that. It's, it's a shame that that was taken away. And I know that this is a emotional day, but I did have a chance to watch his mom on the, on the stream of the memorial. And her speech was, if I have to say interesting to say the least, just, uh, just an interesting collection of thoughts that, didn't seem to have any connection to one another. Like, for example, like, she brought her, well, she brought Nipsey's dad on the stage with her and then also mentioned that she's been abused by, <laughs> she's been in an abusive relationship. Like, the nigga's standing right there mm-hmm. listening to this woman talk about how he abused her. Like, it was just the most different thing. Like, she, like, told people, like, to go vegan and how she goes to this African science church i mean it was a lot i mean niggas was clapping but to me it was a lot and i understand it's hard to kind of like gather your thoughts but she was she went rogue in that thing yeah i saw that people were talking about veganism on the timeline afterwards um that's a tough situation man i i think if she could go back and she's in a a totally you know healthy mind state which she's definitely not right now her message probably would have been a little different um, but I just hope that, you know, her expressing those thoughts is, is somewhat therapeutic for her and she just got out what if she needed to get out. I, I'm sure people didn't get too much out of what she was saying, though. Yeah, facts. I just hope Kodak don't get his hands on it. <sighs> Are we going to talk about this guy? We have to. I've always, and this is regard, this is separate from his eventful week in the news um i think there's something off about the guy just he's not i just don't think he's all the way there something off yeah his chromosome count (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't have all of them (laughs) there's no chance yeah he's he uh somehow a leaked it it didn't even look like a it wasn't like a face-to-face conversation where he was looking at the camera he was talking to other people like from a side view I thought that nigga was on Facebook Live or I mean Instagram Live. No, the Instagram Live was the apology. Oh yeah, that quote unquote quasi apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into that in a little bit. But he pretty much was saying or expressing his um I don't know the word, his uh infatuation with Lauren London and saying, you know, he'll give her a year to to grieve, but then he's coming after her and just very distasteful, very unnecessary. Um and then he got on Instagram Live, as Tate alluded to a few seconds ago, and said, 
If I disrespected you, Lauren London, in any shape or form, I am sorry, even though I didn't. Rest in peace to dude. If I disrespected Lauren London in any way, even though I know I didn't, my bad. Suck a baby dick. All you old niggas reaching, fuck y'all. <laughs> so that was his official apology, his official statement. All right. The eloquence. Yeah. yeah. Suck a baby dick. What is that about? Like, that is... Who says yeah, that? Yeah, and then, like, I guess... Is is that worse than a regular dick? Like, an older dick? Like, I, I don't mean, understand. It's pedophilia, so... Maybe it comes with some jail time? Yeah, I guess. Okay. I mean, but if you said, like, suck a fucking... Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just think he's a dumb nigga, man. Like, I, and I hate that that nigga's... Is represented Broward County, but Jesus Christ, like, just just finish school and just see what you can learn before you come out into the world and and try to speak. And, and the sad thing is, he got a platform, man. He got that white girl running after him in the beach, like jumping up and down, so excited to meet Kodak Black. Like, that's that's a scary thought. And like, this is this is the current state of of music. And I don't know the the, the poor the poor dude Nip was was dead for I don't know two days, if that. When this happened, and this dude's ranting and raving, and I get it, people don't want to that people want to keep that same energy. If you're going to be offended about this, be offended about everything. But I just think that that dude is classless. But like, yes, yeah, like everyone knows Lauren London is bad. Yes, but we have the common sense to say things that, at this time that are overall respectful did, of what she's going through. Did you see the video of Kodak? Yeah, when when he said those things about Lauren. Hell yeah, it was all world star. I uh, yeah, so you definitely saw it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I feel like he didn't mean for like I think that was like homeboy talk. Like he was just over there talking with his homeboys and somebody put him on Facebook Live or whatever live feed he was on. Like his circle is trash for letting that get out. Like, you seen it though? Yeah, I saw it. Okay, okay. And so I don't even, I'm not even sure and I mean obviously I'm not in his circle, so I don't know if this is true or not, but it didn't seem like it was in his intention for that to go live. Yeah, but the problem with Kodak is he's so, he's not smart enough to understand what's offensive or not. He literally called the girl a whole widow out here. <laughs> Just like if a, if a kid loses their parents, you're not going to call Bruce Wayne a whole orphan out here. Like, that shit's offensive. Like No, I, I get that. I think he knows he's wrong. I think he doesn't want to backtrack. Like He doesn't want to apologize. Because I think... so. They I'm c- saying, like, the homeboy talk, like, we all know that she's bad. But, like... I haven't heard none of us say like, yeah, like just give me a few hours, you know, I'll give it some well, time. Like, no, that, none of us, it. none of us said that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm sure other people have. Well, you know. know what I mean? So like, like dudes are out there talking about that, but they're keeping that private at least. You know that that sort of classless speech is yeah. at least private. So I'm saying I don't think he really even meant for that to get out. Um, it's the the problem is that he has a. He has no shortage of like dumb moments like that. It's not like it's not like his John Legend slipped up and said that. Like it's not he has he's never said anything that wasn't dumb. So this is just another dumb thing. Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> the whole I mean muting this nigga is a little extreme when these radio stations are like taking him off the air. Like, I I mean if you're gonna take him off the air, then you're gonna have you have no one on 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 radio. Yeah. Right? It's just weird. Like you could have taken him off for you know maybe the rape charge. I, I thought that would might have been a better time to pull the plug on this guy. But good call out. Hey, yeah. we gotta do what we gotta do to uh, to be tough and to uh, show this fake activism. So I get it. Yeah, it's really a, a lose lose. Like we're gassing we're gassing him up right now for talking about this nigga, 
T.I.'s guessing this nigga up from dissing him on the internet. Game, who's a fucking supposed to be a real gangster, is talking to this nigga on Wi-Fi. Like, bro, the the hypocrisy with this guy, Game, talking about respect, and did he just violate he, Kanye? He, yes, yes, he did. He just comes out and randomly talks about sleeping with people's women, and now he wants to just get up on his uh on his iPhone and record himself, um, you know, disciplining uh, uh Kodak Black. Like, come on, man. Have some consistency in your life, my guy. Keep my nigga name out your fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, would that stop someone? Like, damn, (laughs) you heard him. (laughs) We should chill. Like, he's not gonna stop from you fucking threatening him on the internet. Yeah, no. Is he is he a real gangster? Is like who game? Yeah, like is I I can never tell anymore. That nigga's really in a gang, (laughs) and and that nigga's one of the you know few rappers that really is like supposed to be about that life. Yeah. Like, well, big rappers. Right. Well, does he rap anymore? Stop it. Okay. Not seriously, though. Does he? <laughs> I thought it was a legit question. Oh, my God. Next topic. Hate it or love it. That's the last thing I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the last thing that you heard. Stop it. Bro, you ain't hear the documentary, not game on the mix, either. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry. Um, it's been a huge weekend. Uh, basketball. Um, you have the... End of the regular season that came up yesterday, so you know we had to say goodbye to D Wade and Dirk because none of those guys made the playoffs. Oh, um, man. I was really pulling for Wade to make it. Tate Wade's last game was in Brooklyn. Why weren't you there? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I was playing my own basketball. We played play our own basketball on Wednesdays, and fuck D Wade. <laughs> Second, yo, ball. respect a legend, bro. Whatever, he ain't my legend. <laughs> oh, you got to say in that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Shout out to D Wade though. Um, I wish he didn't fall off the scores table in Miami, but I mean, what are you gonna do? Bro, that shit was um, hilarious. That shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. Go on. You guys have any? I mean, shells. You were supposedly a, a Miami Heat fan. Do you have any uh, sentimental I mean, moments you want to share? Yeah, I I could. I remember when I was working in Burger King, and. Uh, <laughs> uh was it game six maybe uh anyways it was wade Shaq back in 06 and uh he really turned the tables around he really cranked it up and and put the team on his back and i really didn't watch sports at all but um that kind of got me into watching basketball a little bit and from that moment on when i saw him take the home team to the championship, to victory, and brought us our first dub, our first chip. Uh, he became my favorite player. And now he's retiring. It's going to be Steph. Curry. <laughs> nice clear up. Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, as much as I hate uh, Miami and, and the Heat and everything that's that belongs to their organization, I never hated D-Wade as much as I sh- you know probably could have. So that's about as nice of a sentiment that I'll leave for that gentleman, but great career, you know, probably, you know, pretty good dude, you, you know, held it down for his city, you know, left and came back. So, I mean, you got to respect it. Yeah. I respect Dirk a little bit more just cause, uh, you know, he never left his team. He stayed and just was, was a hundred percent loyal, you know? Um, and that's like, just like, that's a class act. Uh, and he got a black wife. So shout out to Dirk. Yeah, and he changed the game too. You know, a seven footer at that 
you know, at that height to be able to do what he did for all those years is incredible. So, you know, both of those guys are surefire first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, sad to see him go. It makes me feel, you know, like I'm getting older. Because um, Wade came in the league what, when I was a sophomore in high school. And Dirk came in when I was 11. And, uh, you know, I guess the only guy from really that era now is Vince Carter and and Braun. Like that old, which is wild. Vince Carter going to outlive us all. When is he going to quit? He's 40 plus, still doing windmills. That shit is crazy. Yeah. This has got to be his last year. This is, I don't know. He doesn't show any signs of stopping, bro. Well, he is announcing, so I think he's just got to pivot that thing in. Players only, baby. <laughs> Fucking players only. All right. <laughs> Boys, other, other NBA news, uh, Magic Johnson uh, stepped down uh, abruptly. What's today? Thursday? On Tuesday. Um, which shocked the hell out of me because... You figure year two, LeBron, they would have made some moves this offseason. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs for however many years in a row now. But, um, you know, I felt like this was going to be a big offseason for him. He's already had a, a pretty rough start to his, you know, president of basketball operations tenure, giving away D'Angelo Russell, who's an MVP and, and took his team to the playoffs. Julius Randle, you know, he didn't resign him and he kind of blew up a little bit, too. Um, it's it, I don't know what he's gonna or what he was gonna do, but I felt like he was gonna do something. Uh, there were reports that Luke Walton was gonna be gone, so it just seemed like it was gonna be a, a crazy summer for the organization. And then he just said, uh, "I'm out," without even telling Genie. Is it Genie or Jenny? Genie. Genie. And he literally said on TV that he couldn't have gone to her because they both would have been in the office crying at each other. So he just did it on TV. Like, no one knew except the people watching the TV. <laughs> Showtime. Like, that's his boss. <laughs> and he just quit on, like, basically just texted his girlfriend that they broke up. Fairly unprofessional. But, you know, hey, he wasn't doing a great job. Anyway. That, that's my thing. As a, you know, I'm a Laker fan. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he wasn't doing a good job. So... That's him getting out of there. Hopefully, they can replace him with someone that can do a good job. I'm not mad at. It. I'm not mad at it. That's the thing. Like I feel like he knew he wasn't doing a good job. Maybe he saw the axe coming and just got ahead of it. I don't know about the axe. He yeah. brought LeBron in year one. I mean, yeah, he did. I'm just saying, it is so abrupt. Like speculation is out there. I feel like, you know, maybe. You know, it, things weren't looking so good. So he's like, you know what? I'm I'm going to be out of here. It's one of those, you can't fire me, I quit type deals. I mean, he did try to get ahead of it, but, like, he only had one year. Like, yeah, the year was trash. It's pretty much as trash as it could have been. But, like, you got LeBron. That was, like, that was like check one. Then, like, let the summer go, see if you get AD. Then if you don't, then maybe you can, you know, whatever, resign or step down. But this nigga didn't even give it a chance. I think this nigga just tried to get in front of it before he could actually fail, like, officially, officially. Right. That's what that feels like to me. But I don't know. I have a quick magic question. Mm-hmm. Is magic the best ball handler in his family? In his family? Oh, yeah. my goodness. All right. So, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Kyle Corver, 
NBA, NBA sharpshooter um, came out with an article this week uh, in the uh, uh, the Players Tribune, and mm-hmm. you know, as one of the only white males in that sport, you know, he pretty much let people know how he was. He he would look close, you know. He would look more like the the fans than he would um, any of the other players in the league, because black players make up seventy five percent of NBA rosters. Um, you know, he recounted uh, the story about Tabo Cephalosha, who's his teammate. It's actually his current teammate now, but he was his teammate with the Hawks in twenty fourteen when he got into the incident in New York with the cops, and you know they broke his leg. And, uh, you know, he said his kind of his first thoughts around that incident were more about, you know, what's Tabo doing out at that time of night? You know, anything that happens at, at that time, it's kind of on yourself. Just, you know, one of those like anything that happens after midnight is trouble kind of deals. That was his mindset. And then, um, you know, him being a Utah Jazz with the situation at home with Russell Westbrook and the fans that got banned for, you know, saying some things they shouldn't have said. Um, his first thoughts there was about, you know, hey, you know, Russ is always getting into it with people, um, you know, Russ being Russ kind of thing and not actually being on the side of the black player. So it kind of made him, you know, think about his life and and you know, wanting to be more active in activism. Um, so did you guys check that out or hear anything about it? Yeah, um, I obviously um, checked that out and I read the article and I think one of the coolest things about it is, number one, he didn't have to do that. So check for you. Number two, he wasn't talking about, you know, kind of, you know, accepting your, you know, your fellow man, you know, obviously of people of color. But and it wasn't just about tolerance of your, your, your fellow man, but it was really about like really understanding the differences and understanding the systematic racism that we see in our society. And he kind of, he hit it right in the beginning of the article talking about when, when his teammate was, you know, interacted with the cops and it happens a lot of, you know, all the time with, with a, with a cop shooting. A lot of the times you might hear from, from the other races or the other race, you know, if a, if a kid gets shot by the cops, well, what would that kid do wrong? What did this kid take? What, why was this guy selling the cigarettes? Why is, why is this kid out at night? Why is his hoodie up? That's exactly the point that he was trying to make. And, and he, he was honest enough and candid enough to say, you know, I had those same thoughts and, and, and took the step in the right direction as far as like correcting it. And obviously the NBA is, you know, pretty much known as a progressive league, but definitely in comparison to the NFL. For those, sure. <laughs> those, those fucking barbarians. <laughs> but, um, I think it was, it was a huge step and, and I hope that, you know, a lot of players, read it and i hope that a lot of even you know non-players and just people in society get a chance to read it just in the world it just opens up your eyes and and you know it's only so much one man can do but i'm always a fan of you know do what you can and 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 see what happens from that so i, I thought it was a dope article god core was always cool in my book i mean except when he was on philly and, and he was shooting the knicks out of the playoffs but besides that everything was pretty cool Yikes. And he got a lot of love from his, you know, his teammates. Braun showed love. D-Wade showed love. Isaiah Thomas, you know, all those guys appreciate, um, you know, comments from the other side. Because th- those guys do their own thing, you know, in their own form of activism on their own and speaking out and representing the community. But it's always, uh, I don't know if I want to say it's more impactful, but it definitely reaches a different segment of the world when, you know, someone that doesn't look like us 
uh, kind of speaks on our behalf. So I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, I like the part, especially when he he was talking about, you know, he can stand up with his with the black folks and, you know, he could wear the I can't breathe T-shirts. But he mentioned that he could also, you know, stand back and blend in with the crowd, you know, whenever he feels like it. So he recognized yeah. that. And I thought that was a dope moment in the article. Yeah, so definitely was. Shout sure. out to Kyle Corver and also shout out to Kyle Corver missing that three pointer when LeBron dished it to him in the, in the, in the finals two years ago. So it was, it was all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just that's a beautiful thing right there. I think. We need more of that. We need more of that, just humanity. You know, this is him saying, you know, we're one race and we need to stand up for what's right. And I think when more people who aren't of color do that, it'll really change things. Yeah. And it was huge, Nibs, too, when he said, uh, damn, I don't want to, I want to make sure I say it right, but he was saying, you're not. It wasn't your fault, like the slavery and these kind of things, but but your but your people are responsible for it. Remember that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's just, that he, was like a yeah. A that was moment. that was pretty dope too. Like we weren't directly responsible for it happening, but we still you know bear some responsibility as far as helping Correcting to it. to mend the gap. You know to 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 right the wrongs that were done from it. Like those things happened. Years ago, yes, but the you know the ramifications of it—you can still feel the effects of those things years later, and so it's it's on them as well to try to help bridge that gap. Yeah, and and look, part of it is understanding. Oh, as you say, Byron, this person might be discriminated against because of what they look like, mm-hmm. but also understanding if you are someone who has been given all the automatic advantages at birth that you get from being white in this country right now at this time, you have to understand how far that puts you ahead of other people before anyone does anything, anything that you earned or didn't earn, that you are starting from so far ahead. And having Kyle come out and say that, as you say, someone that maybe is, as he put it in the piece, he goes, when I look around an NBA game, I look more like a lot of the fans Mm -hmm. than I do like the Mm -hmm. players. And I want you to know that I see this. So, Concord, if you're listening, shout out to you. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) You know you're about to swing that thing before before their first (laughs) playoff game. Hey, man, he's for the people. He might be listening. Yeah, get him hype. All right, go ahead. What's next? Shells, it's you. Oh, I got my topic. You already know what it is. Yesterday. <laughs> Wait, what's funny? What do you mean you already know what it is? <laughs> no, they don't. They have no idea. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, I guess they don't. Anyways, I finally get a topic on this thing. It's not for lack of trying, by the way. <laughs> but yesterday, a historic event happened for mankind, for our human species. Talk about it. You guys ready for it? No, nah, y'all can, not ready. Y'all not ready. That's can, I get a, can I get a guess? Yeah, go ahead. Guess. The WNBA uh, draft was yesterday. Okay, is that nice. what you're referring to? That's that's not it, Nibs. Think no. science. Nor is that historic. <laughs> Good call out. Anyways, science has obtained the first image of a black hole. Needed it. What Nibs? You're not. You're not amused. Can I've, I saw it? But can you just explain to me why why I should care about this? Okay, Nig- uh, Nibs said it looked like the hero's logo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. If he actually said that, that would have been a good call. But we know he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be there. He doesn't even know what heroes is. 
Good call out. Get the... Okay, okay, okay. Anyways, using the Event Horizon Telescope, we were able to get those images from uh, the Galaxy M87, I believe it was called. I don't know who names these things, but there it is. Um, And Nibs, you want to know why it's so important? Please, help me. Okay, so you've heard of a black hole, right? And you're familiar with what it is? Vaguely. Okay, let's start from... Man, I don't know if there's enough time to get into it, but there's not. <laughs> uh, sheesh. Well, let's start with you've heard of it. So it was only a theory, really, for many years, proposed by Einstein. And so us getting images of it is historical. Historical because this is like proof. This is saying, hey, he was right. This theory is. This theory of relativity shows proof of this. And so it's it's a huge step for science because that, man, I, 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 I get excited just even thinking about it just because it's the theory of relativity. If this is true, that means other parts of it can be true or it makes it more likely that it's going to be true. It lends credence to the whole thing. So, I mean, Einstein was clearly a, a genius and ahead of his time, but if if this is if if this is what it is then uh we're we're going in the right direction right and to to nibs's question what is historical about this obviously is that this is the first photograph ever so like everyone's heard of a black hole in like growing up in science and all that but like people don't really understand that there's never been a photograph of a, a black hole and what, so that's huge. So, you know, and like even me, I, I never knew that, that we didn't have a photo of it. So I learned that as well. But it's it's, it's crazy that that we ha- have this photo and like what it took to get this photo. And shout out to Katie Booman, who is an MIT, I think, grad student who's like leading the charge of people who found this thing. And it took like what, eight telescopes, Sheldon? Yeah, in, around the world. Cause- eight different eight different parts of the planet working together to shoot to get capture one image which was it's literally the black hole is bigger than our whole solar system right and a shout out to the women in stem and for nibs that means science technology engineering i'm aware mathematics i thought we're using steam now i thought something else got added to that i'm gonna keep it stem for now because that's unconfirmed for me okay anyways but that is that is, I just love to see that when you have women in the science field doing major things. Um, I just thought that was special. So I I was grateful to her for creating the algorithm that helped bring this picture to us and help yeah. help make this historic event happen. Yeah, super shout out to her. And for any one of you kids listening at home, the black hole is fifty five million light years away. Sheesh. And scientists still don't know what happens when you go inside of a black hole. So there's that. Use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, there's theories on that. Yeah. And they're all exciting. As you start being pulled toward a black hole, you'd be moving faster and faster, accelerated by the force of gravity. That's the first bad news for you, brave space traveler. The gravitational force of a black hole is very, very strong. If you fell feet first, your legs would be feeling a stronger gravitational pull than your head. 
your body would be stretched apart. The most common black holes are called stellar. They can stretch about nine miles across and be as heavy as 20 suns. If you happen to be pulled towards a stellar black hole, you'd be completely torn apart before you even reach the event horizon. So make sure to choose a supermassive one, the one that's a million times heavier than our sun. In this case, your body would remain unharmed as you cross the event horizon, as the gravity would be pulling both your feet and your head with almost the same strength. And if you're wondering where to find one, you don't have to look too far. There's one right at the center of our Milky Way galaxy. Luckily, it's 165 quadrillion miles away from us and will suck in neither the sun nor the planets. But don't pack your suitcase just yet. Crossing the event horizon is just the beginning of the challenge. There's a gravitational singularity at the center of the black hole where density becomes infinite. You'd be squashed into that center and become one with the black hole. You wouldn't be able to tell anyone about your experience. Can you imagine? I mean, I can't, but it would be fucking wild. I like the wormhole theory. I mean, imagine being able to go through and end up on a different part of the fabric of space. Like what's happening out there? Like just niggas are just turning up? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we find the aliens. Yeah. They're just like, God damn, bro, these, these niggas just took a picture? <laughs> like, are they here yet? <laughs> it's like, no, these niggas motherfuckers got a picture of that shit, man. Fuck. Bro, was there, was there really a show called Homeboys from Outer Space or am I making this up? That's real. Like, someone actually gave that the green light. Nigga, have you heard of Helldate? <laughs> Helldate was wasn't a, too bad. Nigga, they had a devil dressed up. They had a midget <laughs> dressed up as a devil that would run out at the end and jump on the table and scream, you're on Helldate. That shit was kind of entertaining. I can't front. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um... Uh, what else? Anything else on this on this uh, black hole shells? Uh, that's it. I mean, if I if I really dig into it, we might it might take up the whole pod, and I don't want Nib's head to explode. So we'll Please. stop here. Thank you for yeah. your consideration. That's a fact. All right, moving on. Um, how long? Like, how long do we actually give Lauren London to grieve before we? He's not serious. Into the- oh, All right, no. Goodness. So, um, actually, no. This is real. Really, a real thing. Um. So my friend hit me two days ago and said he got his first Manny Petty of his life. He's 32 years old, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, mm, not really, but go on. Just in the in the realm of uh, maintenance and and um, wellness, I'm curious about you guys and how often, how many times a year would you say you get Mannies and Petties, guys? I don't. Never. What do you mean? Well, you know, the question you asked was numerical. Right. My answer would be zero. And Does said, that mean you've never yeah. had one? I've got a, I got well, the the foot one is the pedicure, right? And <laughs> yes. when I was like 16, like my sister and my cousin went to do it and I did it with them and I had to like tell the lady to stop. I'm too ticklish on my feet, to be honest. So that was it. And I've never gone back. So you've had I one st- pedicure in your life? Yeah, one petty. I mean, I cut my toenails. Yeah, but you got you're not you're not peeling off the dead skin. For oh, from the bottom. Yeah, and you got to get your. What do you mean? I right. got I got one of those I got one of those scrapers. You're not scraping your feet regularly, Christopher. The the hummus the hummus stones is it pumice or hummus pumice bro hummus <laughs> oh hummus is that dip yeah you eat that <laughs> <laughs> well I don't <laughs> but yeah I just dip my feet in hummus and rub it with that pumice <laughs> <laughs> gross yeah I got one of those yeah I'm not doing it regularly for for sure but uh, yeah I don't do that. Shells? 
No, I've never. No, I've had one one time in my life. That's it. Both? No, no, just the pedicure. So you've never had a manicure ever? Never, ever. And Tate, that's the same manicure. for you? Yeah, I've never had a manicure. Wow. Why do I want my nails shining? What? All right. Well, are you getting these or something or what? Am I what? Are you getting these? Pedicures yeah. and manicures? Yeah, like, 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 it's manual. Every other, like every other month. Oh. How much are they? I get a set. I do both. I play like 40. A set? <laughs> <laughs> it's a combo, I can see bro. Nibs. I can see Nibs sitting under the dryer with, with his fucking magazine and his, his <laughs> no, they do his the, nails. It's like an ultraviolet light. It's, it's not a... It's not any air coming out of it. Okay, so how much is the how much is your um, washing set? You trying to be funny? How much is the thing? <laughs> Just say it. The Manny and Petty combo is anywhere from forty to fifty dollars. Oh my! Forty to fifty? What? Boy, uh, pretty hurts. What do you mean? Pretty hurts. Bruh. That's your. Oh my, bro! You're paying forty to fifty. How much you pay for your haircut? <laughs> um, I'm I'm not sure if you've ever seen me. Or, like, I'm actually bald. <laughs> so my haircut money is going to my petty. Okay, it all balances fair. itself out. That scrape is different. Do you get Do you get the shellac on your nails? What is that? Oh, that's the thing, What's right? The shellac? Is, is the shellac makes it shiny? Yeah, like that's a coating, isn't it? No, that's the one that they do in like when, the, get the when you're walking in the when you're walking in the mall, they give you that shellac. What are you guys talking about? You can get. <laughs> the, you never walked around the mall. <laughs> I don't have them touch my nails. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no window shopping. <laughs> so you have this little device that they can buff or they can drop the clear, but I, I just do the buff. I don't put polish on my nails. Well, shellac is not polish per se. I mean, how, technically it is. It's it's more like a gel. How dead are Nib's feet? No, my feet are actually very nice because I get pedicures almost regularly. Hmm. I mean, I'm not really proud of my feet, but... I don't think I need a petty. Okay. Plus, those homeboys are those home jobs are good. I I had to recently had to throw away my scraper though, got a little rusty. That's not good. Why do you need yeah, no. soft feet? Like, what are you doing that you need feet soft? Well, I I you know lay next to women occasionally. Are they rubbing yeah. on your feet? Well, you know sometimes I like to cuddle and you know play footsies. Wait, you don't wear socks to bed? No. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't get that cold here. And no, you wear socks to bed, Tate. I've never sleep without socks. When you sleep alone, you have socks on. I don't sleep with. I I sleep with socks no matter who's there. In the summer, it, I don't care if it's a hundred degrees. Okay, real question: <laughs> When do you have your socks off? <laughs> In the shower. That's it. That's it. Literally. So you. <laughs> I will say I don't walk around the house without. Something on my feet, but when I <laughs> jump, jump in the bed, I take them off. So, like when you have intercourse, do you wear socks? Intercourse? What? What? what, what <laughs> Listen, what part of I don't take them off? Don't you understand? Hey, low key, you, you're, you're messing with up sock? your leverage. You're messing up your leverage <laughs> with the with the socks. I don't like the feeling of my feet touching each other. They're your feet. That's so strange. Yeah, so what do you? A weird feeling. What do you even? The heebie-jeebies. What are you even buffing them for then, bro? What do you mean? You, you never go to like a you know a fucking beach party or a pool party? They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna see the world at some point. I just came back from Jamaica. The the motherfuckers is out of there. They're out. Man, 
I don't do that Florida shit though. That socks and flip ups. I don't do that. That's so uncomfortable. No, it's not. That, just, that shit is brazy. You well, do socks and flip flops. Yeah, that's how boy. you separate the real niggas from the fake. So that's what it is. Jesus. Oh, you know what? I thought you said I was. You said flip flops, and I was thinking the thongs. Thongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about like oh, a Nike. I don't wear no dumb goddamn chunkletters and socks. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Flip flops is groovy. My fault, Nibs. You're right. It's not groovy. It's, it's still is. not groovy. It's a, it's some Florida shit. You wouldn't understand. That shit is not it, bro. But um, anyway, how do we get there again? Oh, petties. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing it. Nibs is out here getting manicures. It's it's relaxing. Yeah, I remember when um. So was a massage. When Clay got married, he had a he had a beach wedding and and, and we were wearing chancletas and like most of these niggas in the wedding party with with me went to go get petties. And you and did I it. I was out there and I nah, I was out there raw with that motherfucker. Like these niggas were literally shining on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just dipping my toes in the sand while we were standing at the at the altar, so that I could just hide my little bangs. Unbelievable. Hmm. All right. Well, there's that. Thank you for answering, guys. Yep. Moving on. Uh, all I have is a rant left, so if, just let me know if you guys have anything else to add here. Uh, rant off. I actually have a rant. Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, typical. Anyways. <laughs> we need more black holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we don't. We don't We don't want that. Um. Anyways, no, I have a rant. So, I don't know how many people... I've experienced this, but hair professionals, when they get too friendly with you and they lose the professional part, that has been... So I, I, I fired my barber recently. And this Fired? Is, yeah, like, I no longer go to go to him <laughs> for him to cut my hair. You had the nigga on retainer or something? The fuck? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Like... Were you Diddy? <laughs> bad boy, bad boy. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, like, so I got rid of him, and I haven't been back in a while. It's been months. No, but what did that nigga do wrong? Well, he's, he's, all right, so I go in there, and it's kind of late, and, you know, it's about to close, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just come back, because you already got a person in your chair. So he's like, no, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. And I'm already like, no, it's really good. Like, I could come back next time, you know? He's like, no, don't worry about it. I'm already done. I'm about to be done. So I, I guess he felt like he was doing me a favor since, you know, it was like two minutes to close. Yes. Um, but I really had no problem coming back. So this guy, he kind of seems, even though he's doing me a favor, it's not, it kind of seems like he has like, like a little bit of an attitude about it. It was weird. I'm like, it was really okay for me to not do this now. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go... Uh, get a smoke break or actually he doesn't even tell me he goes outside i'll be back i gotta go grab something he goes outside and smokes one thing if you know me like i hate smoke cigarette smoke of any sort that shit is just disgusting to me so he comes back smelling like a pack of black and milds and and, and just cigarette tar it was disgusting i'm like you're about <laughs> to cut my hair smelling like that i gotta hold my nose for this whole process and so he proceeds to to try and have a conversation t- with me with his smoke breath <laughs> while cutting my hair. Like I don't want to talk, guy. Like you, you smell like smoke. Anyways, so anyways, he cutting my hair. I see blonde hair, like blonde hair strands, is falling down, and I'm not blonde. 
So I said, yo, dude, like, did you clean these? <laughs> you asked him that in the middle? Yes. What do you mean? I almost walked hey, out. He's like, yeah. In the mid? Yes. In the middle of the haircut. Like, as soon as I saw gold <laughs> falling out my hair, I had to ask him. Like, my hair's not flaxing. So I needed to find out what, where did this come from. He's like, nah, nah, normally I, I do. Normally, but why not now? And so he, he proceeds to say, this is what I do. And so he, he dips in, like, the barber side or whatever and, like, like, like dashes it off and then proceeds to cut my hair. Like, what are you doing? Now there's barber side in my hair. Go on. Go so on. I'm tight. Um, and I and he's talking to me. Anyways, I he's talking to me about his two kids. I'm giving him good information. He says his kids are into computers. I'm like, yo, there's these two websites um, that you could use to help kids who want to code because coding is another language. Even though I'm tight, I'm still I care about the kids, so I was still giving him good advice or whatever. <laughs> and then he goes, and then the haircut is not even great. It was subpar. Worst job he's done. And I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I should ever come back. And this guy at the end of the haircut says, I don't go often anyways, but he re he, re he recognizes me because we always have, you know, a decent conversation. At the end of the conversation, he has the nerve to say, yeah, man, and, and don't let it be months before I see you again. I said, yeah, got you, bro. <laughs> How much did you pay him? I pay like 30 40 What? Something. What? Well, I you said you, you said don't even 40? have a beard. What? I don't. Do you? You got a beard on that on the bitmoji. Yo, tell him. Oh, sorry. Wait, you're paying forty? Well, I I'm a heavy tipper. That's part of why he he remembers me. So that's another thing because I tip well. So because I don't even go that often, my hair will be. I'll wolf it out for a couple months and then. <laughs> hey, you ain't on that wolfling go. <laughs> hey, I'm here. And then go in, you know, like three months, maybe four months. It's better for your hairline. Four months. I mean, it. it I'm, it's not normal, but it'll happen. You know, bro. Even if it's for, even if it's for forty, that nigga better be doing my toes and that right nips. <laughs> All I'm saying is, I, I. It's not like I'm a bum. Like I'm out here, you know, paying this man well for one for one job. So he's never getting my business again. I'm never going back there again. Is he black? Yes. That's the problem with supporting black businesses, and uh, we can get in that on another another episode of the pod. But don't even get me started with these niggas. So, m my daughter's birthday passed not too long ago, and I needed to get a haircut. And I was already off the whole barber thing because it's like the third or fourth barber I've had since being in Texas. It's it seems to be hard to find a good barber out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I made a bold decision to. Try and cut my own hair. Yikes. <laughs> you done it already? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you went against the grain? No, I went with it. Come on, man. But and? I'm going to tell you right now, my family, co-workers, and friends are some of the nicest people because nobody told me how it really looked. <laughs> but how, how did it really look? Like, it was it was not nice. Like, first of all, I... Wait, I, do you have pics? You're not getting those. Yeah, something that... Bro, you're, what do you just you know I'm not gonna make fun of you, bro. Okay, one, you know that's a lie. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you're there. All right, well, you know. 
Okay, fuck it. Anyways. So wait, are you going to continue to get home cuts? Yeah, I'm, gonna... I'm going to keep working with it. The back, the back was kind of shabby. Um, I didn't, I didn't get that well enough. So it, it kind of looked like a mini, uh, what's that thing? Uh, business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> mullet. <laughs> yeah, I actually gave myself the mullet cut, and I didn't even edge it up. So, wait, you could you don't own an edger? No, I have one, but it's not it's not sharp. You just got a cut with no tape. Well, I just went with the natural hairline look. Your widow's peak? No, no, I took the widow's peak down. How? <laughs> with a knife? <laughs> Chill, bro. I have a, I have a little like the little razor, you know, that you just edge up the beard with. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. So I'll the widow's peak is easy. I just go. I take it down until it meets the rest of my hairline. It's a, bro. It's, it's more important. Just edge it up, man. I'm not there yet. Just yo, one step at bro, a time. Just get that Andy's T outliner. You got that? Yeah, I used know. Okay. I'll check it out. But I need a. I need to perfect my. I need to hone my craft right now. On just the hair, and then we'll worry about the edge later. Damn. Man, I'll keep y'all posted. Please. Yeah, please do. But send the pics, too. You're not getting the pics, bruh. Oh, you never had let me have any fun. <laughs> not on my watch. All right, Nibs. All right. Decent rap. Fuck. I usually have, like, angry energy when it's rant time, but after that rant, I'm so fucking happy. That was the... Happiest rant I've ever heard, Shells. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. So I've been watching this show called World of Dance. comes on Fox. Um, uh-huh. Have you guys heard of it? I heard of the competitions. It's the same thing that's hosted by that hair thing and Key to the Great Be on it. Uh, no. So oh. this is hosted by J-Lo, Neo, and some white dude with well-coiffed hair. I don't, I don't know. Is it his, fucking Seacrest? I don't know his name. No, they kind of look like each other, but no, it's not Seacrest. This guy actually dances. Um, mm. Yeah, it comes on Fox Sunday nights. Tune in. It's very good. It's like America's Best Dance Crew, but they got niggas from like places that are in America as well. So, yeah, you get to see a bunch of dope dancing styles. Um, you know, contemporary. You got your hip hop. You got your you know jazz. Blah blah blah. But a genre that's not dope is tap um that shit is fucking trash and Do you I, realize you're dissing the whole our whole culture hold on let me just take it just take your time tape um yeah. earliest recordings of tap dance are 1774 so a bunch of people have been wasting their time um it seems um the word recorded yeah i'm interested to hear how they <laughs> how they were recording Tap dance in 1774. Yeah, me too. Very, very interested. Um, <laughs> like, how do you write down tap? <laughs> like, click and click, 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 <laughs> click, click, click. That was stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead, go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But it has roots from, you know, vaudeville where, you know, you had a lot of black performers who um, this is one of their only opportunities to get some shine. You know, you had the emergence of, like, a Bojangles, for instance, and that's where he became famous. Before the, the, that's the chicken spot. He was also a dancer and an actor by the name of Bojangles. This guy, Tate. Does he does he own the chicken spot? Um, no. uh, Yeah, I don't think so. No, Tate. If that nigga don't at least get free Bojangles, can we at least agree on that? Tate, he's, he's not here anymore. 
Yeah, he's been gone for a while. <laughs> he's no longer with us. Oh, well, I hope that he was once afforded. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. And then, you know, you had your, your Sammy Davis Juniors and your, your Gregory Hines and your, your Savion Glovers. My man. Um, you know, and I appreciate them pushing the culture forward and trying to do something, but all that shit sucks. That shit's whack as fuck. It's not whack. It's what? a waste of time. What? For who? There's no skill involved. It's just what? niggas stomping their fucking feet. No, it's stop terrible. it. Bro, stop. You've gone no too far. Involved. You've gone too far with the hey, no skill. I said what I said. And I stand by it. That shit's trash. So, in conclusion... Have you ever seen Tap Dancing Live? Hmm? Have you ever seen Tap Dancing Live? Uh, yeah, no, I would never waste my time doing that. All right, go ahead. In conclusion. Oh, yeah, in God. conclusion, um, fuck Tap Dance. Dang. Wow. That cut kind of deep. I, I guess this is a bad time to tell you that I used to do oh Tap Dance. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my Christ. goodness. Well, first of all, I told you guys my parents had me involved in everything. So did you? Yeah, remember we talked about all the sports I was in. We didn't get we didn't get to all the <laughs> yeah, but we didn't we didn't get to all the dance. Believe you? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all the dance? Other you doing other dance? You doing ballet? I did not do ballet, but I did do jazz you dance. Hip-hop? I did do hip hop, jazz dance. Uh, hip hop, hip hop, jazz dance. Tap. Why do I feel like I've never seen you actually? Yeah, dance, you though? can't dance. Like all the parties we've been in, all the weddings we've been in, I never seen you really get that be in the middle and, and a whoop battle, peanut butter and jelly, Kang Wang, La Doja, Woo, get it, Kang Wang, uh, Electric Slide, City Boy. I could do the jerk pretty well. The jerk? <laughs> you do hear all those fire dances I just listed? Uh, I could do the uh, the floss. With that snaky leg on. That stinky leg ain't it. That shit ain't stank. <laughs> it ain't. It's just it's for breeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you get me faded enough. I I'll be in the middle of the dance floor. You you okay? What are you gonna do in there besides the jerk? Honestly, whatever the beat tells me to do. Sadly, I feel like I have seen you actually jerk, and it's fire, right? Bro, no one's jerking no more. <laughs> you know, I hit that whoa. Uh, yeah. Actually, I can. Do you know what that is? Yes. Hmm. All right. Anyways, I I was in I was involved in dance when I was young. I could step. What do you mean? I step well. Bro, <clears throat> stepping is not dancing. That's true. But you need rhythm. Mm, you kind of don't. You don't? No. Explain. Well, I don't have, we don't, I mean, I'm not going to right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Offline, I'm just offline. Saying, yeah, got it. Well, dang, so Nibs hates me. Who knew? <laughs> well, you already knew that. We knew that before the rant. <laughs> <laughs> Good call out. <laughs> Next week's rant. Sheldon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy, huh? Am I right? <laughs> I dig it. Well, you know, two rants complete. I do not have a rant. One of these days I will have a rant. And it's going to be fucking fantastic. But, you know, without further ado, we will wrap it up for another edition of Jico to Pod. This episode touched on, as usual, a lot of different shit. From real serious shit to the most basic of the basic. And 
just the idea with Jico to pop. You never know what you're going to get. So Facts. without further ado, signing out. It's your boy Tate. Shells out. Peace be with you. Mm. It's your boy Nibs. Cut that tap dancing shit up. I think it's exciting right now, though. You know, that's why I'm kind of going slow. As much as people are, like, trying to rush me, I'm going slow because I think that we ain't, there's no need to rush. I think all the opportunities are unfolding. If you've got it like that, you gotta go. You gotta go. Creative destruction, a risky business of going against the grain. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. That's real. I don't know how. It's radicals, you know what I'm saying?